What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity, the podcast, not the game. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. All one word. Are you saying that like we have like a video game? Yes. Because that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I am now a pneumonia-free David Rivera. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. Hello again, everybody. My name is Maverick. You can find me on social media at Heartbreak underscore underscore Kid. How are y'all doing? Great, great. I this is the first week I feel like a normal person again, so I'm pretty damn good. <laughs> and I'm Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at oh, Aaron P. Freeman. Whoopsie. <laughs> that was my fault. I'm sorry, buddy. Oopsies. It's well, fine. haven't the last couple episodes also not had Aaron on them? Uh, I think y'all did like a. Game of Thrones Endgame one without me? Yeah. But that's it. But I'm good. Because you're an uncultured swine. You're not, you're, you, you're, you're, your feelings aren't hurt whatsoever. No. I'm all good. You can't bring me down. I already know I'm awesome. <laughs> Words can't bring me down. Copyright stricken. I'm, I'm just out here chilling. In Cedar Rapids. In uh, Solon, Ohio. <laughs> Yeah, how are y'all's weeks? I'm glad, David, you can you can be a human. I have two functioning lungs again. That's ideal. That's ideal. So I got through all my concerts. I only have one left. It's on Thursday. No, yes, Thursday. When is my con? When when do I do things? Yeah, it's Thursday. <laughs> and then uh, and then I'm done for the year. And then it's just EOG season, which means I lock my door and I. Uh, Playing for the next EOG, year. That's an acronym I haven't heard in a long time. Long time. End of grade test. I was helping my tutors with that for the past couple of weeks. My tutorees? What do you call the people that you tutor? Tutors. Tutor. <laughs> no, that. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, that is, yeah. <laughs> I was helping a couple of my eighth graders with EOG stuff, but. They're going to do great. They are smart. So where do you where do you tutor them? Like, do you do it at, at High Point? So for half of them, I tutor at my church. Um, and the ones that, like, I get paid for, I just go to their house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's like it. It's like an independent thing that I do. Like, not affiliated with High Point. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it was probably just a... Side side hustle. Side hustle. It's teaching the children how to do algebra. I still I forgot how to do algebra. I was I was thinking about the GRE the other day and how I got to take that. And I'm like, dang, I probably have the math skills of like a fourth grader. Or he, I can help. You know, I might <laughs> hit you up with that. Don't tempt me with a good time, Colby. <laughs> Maverick, it's great. It's great. We more. have been spending the last couple of weeks. Our concert series has been going on sale, so it's been pretty busy up there. Oh, really? Have a pretty good lineup. Um, it starts in July, uh, July through August. Can you share with me? Share, share with uh, me. I, would, I am the interested. The first week, July 25 and 26, we have Beach Boys and the B-52s. 
the following oh, okay. uh, a few weeks actually after um, we'll have the we'll have Charlie Daniels and the Marshall Tucker Band, and then Chicago, which I think is probably the biggest uh, one coming. Uh, tickets sold out for the, uh, the premium seats sold out in like within thirty minutes of going on sale. Um, and then the week after that, we have uh, OJ's and the and Cool and the Gang, and then um, and then oh, uh, Cool and the Gang, yeah, nice. and Stephen Curtis Chapman. I totally go see they're Chicago, but they, you they, said they're they sold were out. Right? Sold out. <laughs> yeah, I've everything been. else is open though. I might, um, I might be able to volunteer and watch for uh, Cool and the Gang. So hopefully, I get to go to that one. Can't, I would fun. like to hear Jungle Boogie. Did I see Jungle Boogie? Have I seen um, Cool in the Game Five? I don't know. Let me think about it. Uh, Aaron, how is post school year life? It's good. I'm under a lot less stress now. Um, <clears throat> finals was moderately stressful, and then I moved everything out of my old apartment and into my new apartment, which was stressful um but i got straight a's this semester which was pretty awesome and this past week i got confirmed for my internship this summer in israel so yeah very nice things are good what are you doing in israel for your internship i am doing research at a biotech firm outside of tel aviv i will either be doing electrophysiology or histology research don't y'all love that 85 percent of us catching up with each other is live on air (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, but that's cool. That's awesome. I'm excited. It'll be fun. Shall we jump into all, all of the things? things? All of the thing. So, NBA had their draft lottery. <laughs> Is that it's just right. because the Cavs didn't get the first pick? <laughs> <game? laughs> Jeez. The only years that it hasn't been rigged, we've gotten number one. Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense and is based in sound logic. I know. So the Pelicans uh, wound up with the first pick and assuming Zion does indeed um, stay in the NPA draft. The Pelicans that's so stupid. <laughs> a, listen, like people need to stop pretending like New Orleans isn't a great city to live in. Like He's, he's going to be enjoying not, them beignets. He, he will be just fine. If anything, below he's going to gain like 20 below pounds. Average music, yeah, below average music, below average basketball. Get that extra powdered sugar on them. Ooh, I could listen. If I worked, if I worked in New Orleans, like you could not find me because I would be eating po' boys like every day. <laughs> so yeah, it's looking like uh, Zion's gonna be in New Orleans with the first pick. Memphis says they're very, very happy about John Morant at two, <laughs> which leaves our favorite franchise, the New York Knicks. Um, picking third with R.J. Barrett. Barrett with all likelihood. So, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony Light. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> now, I still you think my favorite for, thing... Tanked for Carmelo. Like, the, the report came out a few days before the Yikes. lottery that they were saying, like, uh, upon getting the first pick, the Knicks would immediately consider packages to get Anthony Davis from New Orleans, only for New Orleans to get the pick and have both Zion and Anthony Davis, at least for the moment. The NBA wants Anthony Davis to stay. That's why they gave New Orleans the first pick. Yeah, they froze the envelope. Course. They froze the envelope. 
they froze an envelope for one of the <laughs> smallest NBA. I just really enjoyed Stephen, a rea- uh, yes. Stephen A's reaction to all of it. He's just—he did not have a good day. He—he he he apoplectic to use one of his words. He was so like he was so upset, but he was talking like it was the Knicks' fault. Like he was like, <laughs> "It's so this is such a Knicks thing for them to do." It's like they didn't do anything; they just waited. <laughs> How do you all feel about the lottery system? So, okay, wait. So this is what I asked you we wanted to talk about. Well, we can get into, like, the actual draft later, but how do you all feel about the lottery? And So the, with all the changes this year that they made? Well, tell me about the changes because I do not okay. keep up with the lottery. So I'm pretty sure. So the way that it's worked before has been that the lowest win team gets yeah. the highest no, chance I mean, of under the old rules, the, the first Knicks pick, would have right? Isn't that how it's always been? Yeah, that's true. They, like a 50 to a 60% chance to get the number one pick. They would, the have had a, no, they would have had a 25% chance to get the first pick and like a 75% chance of having a top three pick. Um, and so, you know, the way that it works now, I believe it's the top, like... The top three picks all have the same odds, and the top four picks are done in the lottery now instead of the top three. Um, Interesting. See, my my team, um, or I guess I'm the Brotherhood without banners, I don't have to keep up with the intricacies of the lottery. The Brotherhood (laughs) without banners. So, yeah, so now, you know, you figure it probably would have been like Phoenix or... Um, the Bulls, who would get one of those first three picks, but the Suns fell out of the top three, and the Bulls got shafted. Man, they got all the way down to seven. They're they're picking hey, at seven. I, I, so I, we went from number two to I, number five. Dallas actually has a gripe. Okay, we tied with Memphis and New Orleans in the odds. We got last in those odds. Had we got any other place in the draw, we would have either the first or second pick and would have kept our pick instead of training it to Atlanta. That's all I want to say to Chicago is congrats on Kobe White. We're going to be fine. But <laughs> but the Mavericks are going to be fine. Like, or... Uh... We'll, we'll see how I mean, this whole that, this Chris new video seems to be out. actually on his side, <laughs> but he has had a rough story. off season. A very rough off season. He has had he's, he's had a rough eight months. That is an understatement. <laughs> a, a very weird eight months, but that is beside the point. With this, I don't know. It's just I. I thought it created some interest that I like. I flipped away from yeah. playing God of War to go watch the draft lottery, which I have. I haven't watched the draft lottery in years. Like I watched it once, and I was like, "This is boring." No. Like I know who's gonna get the first pick. It's, in short it's terms, gonna be Dan Gilbert. But <laughs> in short terms, it took <laughs> and a it was still Dan Gilbert but <laughs> system to now just a more truly a lottery system. It's chance. So. Just wondering where your heads are at. I think... Go ahead. I think that if your goal is to prevent taking, then this is good, but it's also going to cause a lot more teams to be mediocre for a lot longer because (laughs) 
the Hornets have been in there since their birth. So, well, yeah, well, the, the, because they're not committing to tanking, and they also picked uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist when they had a high pick. Still, um, still hurting from that one. <laughs> but the way that the NBA has been the past five, ten years has been that if you don't have a superstar, you need to tank and try and get one through the draft. Unless you're somewhere that could sign the the superstar with a bad roster. And really need a player and still not get the number one pick. Which, I mean, that could set back a team another decade, potentially. Especially with someone like A. Zion Williamson. So... Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. Change your thought because I want to transition. I want to transition after y'all are done. I was going to just start transitioning. So okay, <laughs> so ahead. are y'all generally in favor of the lottery or not? Because I am very ambivalent on it. I am not of in favor lottery? of it. Yeah. Are you, so are you talking about specifically this new lottery system? Uh, the lottery in general. In general? Uh, how would you do it if it wasn't just set up this way? Would you literally just go worse you, to worse? You to, know how I would do it. If we well, would. I know how you. We're getting there. I mean, the, the alternative is um, worst team gets the the football model. Worst so team. You want to go? You want to go NFL? Yeah, that's. What, I'm fine with that because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, teams already tank now, and the worst team does still generally end up at the bottom. And I feel like the point of the draft is to help the bad teams get better. It's to increase parity in the league. What if the NFL had a lottery? Oh, that'd be hilarious. I would love to watch that. It would definitely make things more interesting. I'll give it that. I just think that... I think it's kind of counterintuitive. The, the, the point of the draft is to increase parity in the league. But then the draft lottery decreases that increase of parity. Well, I think it. I truly think it's an anti-tanking measure because it's just gotten so egregious that this is the league's way of saying, "All right, you want to be bad? Well, yeah, because there's a you're difference not guaranteed in a top three pick, and then actually sitting your players in order to lose, um, like because then you're actually starting to mess with the product and. People are paying lots of money to be able to come to these games, see their star players, and then there's other uh, uh, arguments too, like the season's too long, things like that. But in order to bench just to for the sake of losing, that causes problems too, where it's it's taking removing the entertainment value of the league. Didn't Silver, like, the other day, like, entertain the, shot, the um, thought of shortening the season? I'm pretty sure, yeah. He might have talked about it, but I don't see that ever happening because of money. Because that's less TV revenue. Yeah. And they're not going to willingly take less money. So, Colby. Yes. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but maybe not. I've seen your tweets about it. Well, go ahead, David. I was just going to ask, so you you talked about the lottery, but what are your feelings towards the draft in general? So can you expand on that? Yeah. Because I'd be interested to see, because I only saw your tweets, but I haven't seen, like, the intricacies of it. Yeah. If you you know that. 
you just get rid of the draft and everyone who wants to go to the NBA, you are now free agents. I feel like that'd be really volatile, though. Exactly. It would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, just think about the day where, like, okay, at uh, 12 p.m. on July 7th, uh, Zion Williamson, John Morant, um, Cam Reddish, all of them, they are now free agents. Um, and it's just a bidding war. And they can go where they want to go. So does not that does that not uh, benefit the bigger market teams, though? There's still a salary cap. That's also true. There is still a, ca- a salary cap. But like when you are have they those signing higher- to rookie contracts or are they signing to... Uh, I mean the way like I mean I'm trying to mix two ideas here but the way I doubt if they would ever they aren't ever going to do it but if they ever did I would imagine the CBA would require um, rookies uh, rookie salaries like have all those salaries controlled by the CBA yeah I have to imagine there's no way the owners would let that happen it's an interesting thought. Do you think would you would you propose it to go the same way to football, or are you just yeah? You yeah, think that too? Of, one, I hate watching the draft. So selfish. But two, like it's very unfair to the players that like you're Zion Williamson is the best 18, 19 year old basketball player in the world, and he has no choice where he wants to play basketball. I I get that. Like I I saw your tweets referencing like. Uh, like how people get to choose where they work for, to a certain extent. Like if you don't get a job, obviously not. But like if you have the qualifications and you are sought after, the idea is that you get to choose where you work generally. And with this obviously having to do with money, lots of money being exchanged. Um, wow. I mean, it would be interesting. I'm just trying to process through it because, like, you could because then you could talk about like package deals. Basically, like, okay, it's like college. Like, they, Zion like, and RJ a are going to sign the same team, team up, say, et cetera, et cetera. The team that has the most cap and be like, let's all go to this team and just have a super team from the jump. Yeah, and then you have, however, how long is the NBA rookie contract, Aaron? I feel like it's something you know. Uh, it's usually two years with a two-year team option. So you have four years. Um, to develop and build them to be a team. If you want, like, hey, we want to put John Morant and Zion Williamson on the same team, if you have the cap to do it. So what are your thoughts, Colby, on how the match system for residencies for people graduating from medical school works? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like it would be, like, the same thing. It's like if you – I mean, hmm. I'd have to think about that because, because I do think that I do think that's a different situation where it works that way because it's for like the greater good, and you're putting people in places not just because a draft. Like no one has a choice per se in where they end up with their match. I also think it's a it's a tiny bit different, like. Going from the NCAA into mm, now, how also do you separate I don't know. I'd have to guaranteed think contracts from non guaranteed? Like, what about your not your Zion Williamson, but your fringe first rounder 
second early second rounder that is the difference between a guaranteed con. I mean, like you're Draymond Green or Jordan Bell. So you have you can have one like each team instead of having like a first round pick and a second round pick. You can have you can sign one player to this type of contract, and you have as ever many contracts. So, like you perhaps can give like allocate like a, something like um, well, along the terms of like an exception, maybe it maybe the rookie exception. Like it's a set amount um, that you can offer a player. Yeah, and could you trade exceptions and still make a deal out of it? I was about that was my next question because I was about to ask because draft picks are very valuable in trades. So like what how would it be replaced in this system? Like I I mean I think that would just have to like go away and you would just have to be able to, you would have to you would have to invest in your own development. Like you can't just like be bad like plan to be bad for a while so you'll get better players like you're going to have to like actually compete if you want to if you want to be better you're going to have to invest in your coaching staff and your development staff in order to make those players better players because then that does like, take away the, the idea happen. of packaging where unless teams like were to trade the like these kind of allocated deals for rookie contracts And there's no incentive to tank anymore. Because it's not like you're going to be any better I mean, off. it's intriguing if, to say If, if you're bad, you're just bad. And it's not like um, soccer where, like, if you're bad, you're going to get relegated and we're going to bump a couple G League teams up. Like, you're still going to be in the league. You're just, you're going to have to put a better product out there. I think it would be an interesting experiment to see how it goes. Yeah, Adam but Silver I, I walks think... up to the podium and says, "All right, we're going to try this. If it doesn't work, I'm I mean, sure I, say, I feel like it's too much <laughs> money involved to do a, a quote-unquote experiment." I, but I feel like there's enough regulations already in place where it's not like going to be like New York and LA are going to get all the best players because like you can you can only play so many people at a time you can only have so many people on a team at a time and there's already a salary cap and a salary floor so it's not like the team like the small market teams who don't have as much money to throw around like you still have to pay people you can't just like hoard all your money and not do anything with it yeah I get that I'm not, it's, I, it, it could if the detail if the minutia of it would work out I think that it's viable like if you had like okay what if it was like <laughs> turning into Monopoly or something like okay the top three teams get this amount of money to spend on these draft picks and you get less money as you go down and then like you could say if you did trades you could say like all right, I'm trading you Al Horford and whatever amount of money towards your draft picks. But, like, you or can already your, trade a player for money. That's true, too, yeah. You can do cash. What is it? Cash exceptions? Yeah. I mean, trade Al Horford. Like, he's on the last year of his deal. Just trade him for however. Or cash consideration. Like there we go. That's what it 25, is. 25 million, however much he's making. I don't know how much Al Horford is making this year <laughs> off the top of my head, but. 
too much. Ten dollars. Too much. Probably one of the best players on that team. <laughs> Listen, man. Paid to watch basketball at home right now. Listen, we're both Dominican. I can I can be critical. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, how much playoff basketball have y'all been watching? Uh, surprisingly less now that we're in the later round. Like I've been watching the Bucks Raptors more than I've been watching Golden State Portland. I've been watching like none. I've been watching. I've been very entertained with these games, even though yes. right now the Bucks and Raptors are two nothing, and the Warriors and Blazers are three nothing. Yeah, I thought last round of games were freaking amazing. But I mean, aside from the last Bucks Raptors game, like the games have been close. Yep, and it just Portland just can't put away, can't just just can't put away Golden State. Now, if I was gonna add, like think about a team that could do it. And like uh, the team that I'm believing the lie the most in is the Bucks. I don't think I think it's still going to be the Warriors, but I'm still going to believe in the lie with the Bucks. The Bucks are so good. Yeah, <laughs> they're really good at basketball. Um, and like Kawhi is like he is proving himself to be like yes, I am one of the top two or three basketball players in the world in yep. these playoffs. Which people didn't think that he could be after his knee stuff. So it's like, this has been huge for him. But he is he is that dude. But when Kyle Lowry disappears for games at a time, and Pascal Siakam, I think he's either been, like, sick or hurt for a couple of these games. Like, he's just... Who's the Danny? next guy? Fred Van Vliet? Like, what are you, you going to do? Exactly. More insanity. Uh, uh, yeah, Danny's there, but like, are you going to roll the ball to Danny and say, "Okay, Kawhi's going to get thirty-two. Can you get twenty-five? Like right now?" I'm all in on Lin Sanity twenty nineteen. Say that again. Lin Sanity twenty nineteen. Oh my god! I literally forget he's on the team until they like cut to the bench and he's sitting there. <laughs> I don't know. The dinosaurs are not. How good is Kyle Lowry really? Is what I've been wondering these entire playoffs. He's just got a fat butt and a decent jumper. <laughs> but like, you can't like you can't win playoff games like this. Nope. It's it's unfortunate, and I think I still think Kawhi's gone after. You think? I think so, man. I still think he goes like to an LA Clippers or somewhere. And is the man there? I don't think he's quite sold all the way on Toronto. I don't think it's going to be a Paul George situation. I don't think there's no there's not a Russell Westbrook there to keep him around. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who who is it then? Kyle Lowry? Do you expect this again from Pascal Siakam? I mean, but he, is I it mean, Serge Ibaka? Uh, he, we're back at the thing with Kawhi Leonard where we don't know what he wants. That's fair, too. So, an, like, he, the inner machinations of his mind are an enigma. <laughs> so, like, he very well could, like, leave and go to a big market. But I also think it's equally likely since, like, his uncle has been talking all year. We don't know, like, what where he's going to go. So, I don't know. 
That's fair too. I think it'll be interesting. Like I don't know what that. Like I want to be in a pitch meeting with Kawhi because that has to be so intimidating for the GM because he's probably sitting there like stone cold, like, and you don't know if he's impressed or if he's just like not feeling it. In his New Balances. <laughs> his New Balances. He showed you emotion can't. when he made his shot to win the series. Yeah, he did. That was a heck of a shot, too. Yes, it was. That <laughs> was ridiculous. We haven't even talked about, like, the Lakers just being have, the Lakers. Have we talked about Magic? Um, We talked about Magic. We haven't talked about um the new hires. But one thing that Bomani Jones brought up, um, go ahead and scratch that off your bingo card, um, <laughs> is that... All of the second generation owners are not doing well right now. Like, Genie Bus hasn't been that great as the owner of the Lakers. Jim Dolan has been very bad <laughs> as the owner of, of the, the Knicks. Knicks. Um, the Mars for the Giants are struggling to keep a hold of that franchise. Like, it's just not been. It's not been what's hot to be a second-generation owner. So I just thought that was an interesting an interesting observation that, like, the family business owners are not doing that great. But anyway. Yeah. Well, Jeannie Buss isn't calling her own shots. Kurt and Linda Rambis are the ones calling the shots for the Lakers, which is completely outrageous to me. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that Kurt Rambis and Linda Rambis are called. Yeah. Linda Rambis <laughs> is the reason why they didn't hire Ty Lue. Listen, you, y'all heard me say I thought that Ty Lue would have been a very good hire. Or not a very good. I think it would have been a good hire for the for Lakers. And I don't Jason know. Kidd. But they have Frank Vogel now. I don't know what they're... And Jason Kidd, the little finger to Frank Vogel's Ned Stark. Um, I just like what. What are you expecting when you hire Frank Vogel to be your head coach? Besides, you're expecting uh, like 2013 Indiana Pacers, but for like the first two games of that of a playoff series. <laughs> like, I guess I don't know. I just I feel like there's no like forward direction when you hire freaking Frank Vogel as your as your head coach. So I don't know. I just remember that we hadn't talked about that, so Yeah. Well along those lines, did you see so last week Stephen A was talking about how he thinks or how he has a source that someone was telling Jeannie Buss that she should trade LeBron. Did you see that Ryan Rossello found out who the source was? Mm-mm. It was one of Jeannie Buss's friends from her spin class. I, I like it just feels like that would be like the same like in New York Knicks like a dude in Jim Dolan's band told him not, <laughs> told him to trade somebody cut told to Magic that, Johnson uh, being in Jeannie Buss's spin class that would be hilarious and also I can see it happening because <laughs> <laughs> weren't they like really good friends yeah <laughs> just in spin class together I need that sitcom 
That would be great. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's the NBA. Do y'all have anything um, else to talk about? Oh, John Beeline. The Cavs oh, hired right. John Beeline. And we just hired J.B. Bickerstaff as the top assistant. Um, Beeline, I did not anticipate leaving Michigan. Yeah, nobody did. He said earlier this year that he was wanted to spend like the rest of his career at Michigan, I'm pretty sure. And why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the, like, that's probably a second-tier job to any of the Blue Bloods in college. Yeah. Michigan's been, like, legit good mm-hmm. for, like, the past, since he's been there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've been saying that uh, the NBA needs to, like, expand its coaching circle because it's like whenever someone gets fired, they just get hired in the next three days because the NBA never hires a new head coach. Mm-hmm. But I I did not expect Jim Beeline to be the, the one that, that yeah. breaks that cycle. How do you feel? I don't know. I mean, I think that he's probably a good coach to develop a player. And I think that that's a coach that we need is someone who's going to develop guys and someone who's going to be patient because we're obviously not in a win-now situation. We're in the beginning of a hopefully only two to three more years long rebuild. Um, I obviously don't think that he's the forever coach. He's already, what, like 60-something? Something like that. But I think that he's someone – he's a solid – Guy for the in between, and JB Bickerstaff is a good, respected assistant that we're bringing on, which should mitigate a lot of the concerns with uh, having an unproven, untested NBA coach. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm interested to see. I feel like if he does well in a couple years, I think the NBA will start looking back to college. Yeah. I'd agree with that. To start looking for their next coaches. Um, He's 66, by the way. Yeah, so he's going to be 71 when his first contract is over. So, at the most, we could expect 10 years out of him, I would say. At at the most, for sure. Um, Speaking of Michigan, though, since he left, uh, Jalen Dalton is that his name? Jalen Wilson. Jalen Dalton played football. Jalen Wilson um, decommitted from Michigan, and there are whispers in the streets that that when, is the guy that Armando. I think it has to be at this about. point. Do you think that's who it is? Because uh, he immediately quote tweeted his his decommitment the only tweet other saying, "Hey, potential. everybody, like blow his Twitter up and get him in a UNC uniform." The only other person, the only other person that I could imagine it being, I saw some rumblings. We offered Puff Johnson, who is Cam Johnson's younger brother, a couple days ago, and he's a class of twenty. He's first of all, Puff Johnson is an awesome name. Um, But second of all, I saw some rumblings that he could be committing. But I don't think that would warrant an Armando Baycott tweet. Now, is he not a 2020? Oh, he looks like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's a 2020, and I don't think he's going to reclassify. I I think it has to be Jalen. And I don't think necessarily that it's going to happen. 
because at this point we have filled out all of our scholarships, so it would require someone to drop theirs. The name that has came up has been Shea Russ because he was the walk-on that eventually earned a, a scholarship. But I don't know, especially now that he is a senior, I'm not sure Roy is the kind of person that would willingly ask him to take, to give up a scholarship. A Coach K might do that to a, a Jack White. Of yeah, sorts, but I also don't think it's out of the question. I'm not sure if Roy would. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's out of the question because Shea is one of the second generation players. Where not that he was bad, but he only really got the spot because his bro- his cousin is Brandon Rush. Well, his dad played for or his Roy uncle Kansas. or something like that. I. Oh, I didn't know his dad, and I know that his Brandon Rush is his relative who played for Roy at Kansas as well. Um, Pope Johnson is a composite four star. Really? Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Six seven. So Justin Jackson. Five dripping wet. <laughs> wow, I did not think that he was six seven. Yeah, number three recruit in Pennsylvania. So. I'm a, I wouldn't be a heartbroken. I think our team's pretty we'll filled see. out, and I'd be we'll happy see. what we have right now. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, what are they doing? What drugs are they giving? Or, or money are Penny they giving Hardaway over stuff. at Memphis, bro? Like, <laughs> I, Penny Hardaway, yeah. They wanted to play for their old AAU coach. I could see something similar happening in a couple years with Sackhouse at Vanderbilt because... It's the cool, young, former NBA player. Well, young in air quotes. Young for coaching. Former NBA player. Who's, I mean, he's a really well-respected coach already, though. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, well-respected guys just get really hot. So, who knows? Coach Stackhouse. Coach Stackhouse. And then five oh. years later, we're going to see it from Rasheed Wallace after he graduates from coaching. Where is he coaching at? Jordan? I think he's coaching. In yeah, he's at Jordan High School, yeah. Yeah. That's Do you I have thought. any baseball thoughts? Um, I just threw it on the rundown. I didn't know if he actually had any. I went to the game yesterday. Oh, it was Carol, my first game of the summer. It was fun. Um, I was yeah. at that game. We got the belt. It was bad. That was the only baseball game I went to this year, and it was bad. Yikes. We are. I don't really know where we are, because some games, our bats are on fire, and some series like this entire weekend, we just can't hit at all. And we also make a ton of unforced errors. Um, But the Tribe is okay. Our pitching is good. Our hitting is awful. Today, um... The bat's got to get hot. The bat's got to wake up. Today, one of our young pitchers, Shane Bieber, had one of the best outings from a young pitcher I've ever seen. He had a complete game shutout. He had five hits, no walks, 15 strikeouts, in only 107 pitches. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's still early. We're okay right now. We'll get hot as the season goes on. Question, and then we'll go into Game of Thrones. So from the Aria fan account at MichaelCo1995, what chances basketball have of overtaking soccer as the world's game? 
I yeah. think it's very, very. I don't far think it is from overtaking soccer. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think it's quite. It's not heading there yet. It's. I think it's, it's getting clear number two. Yeah. But soccer is such an establishment in the world. Like it's. It's easy to say, yeah. oh, the NBA is creeping say, up from America, but like they they go wild for 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 soccer. <laughs> Granted, basketball is played in it's more and different. more countries every year, but <laughs> at the same time, like you were saying, soccer is very much an established sport. And in, from an American perspective, um, it's easy to say that it looks like it's a worldwide product when I, th- I think it's not even close. It get closer. It's closer than uh, 50 years ago. Yeah. In fo- it's closer than football. Yeah, but they're also... Other sports like cricket and rugby that are massive in the Eastern Hemisphere that are also preventing basketball. I, I think know cricket is. I didn't think. I didn't think um, rugby's really big in South Africa and in like Australia. But there's also like rugby variants that are pretty popular. So. Yeah, that's true. Um. So yeah, that's our take on that. I think it's get gaining popularity, but not close. So one day, but not today. I don't even know about one day. We'll, see. well I think one day they, it might have a chance, but that one day is still a ways away. Yeah. With all that superior European basketball teaching that's going on, I'm sure it'll. And then they all go to Dallas. I'm sure it'll catch up. And then they all go to Dallas. So let's do quick Game of Thrones predictions. So as we record, it is six thirty on Sunday of the finale. T minus two and a half hours. There is a way for this episode to go up before nine o'clock. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> um. So yeah, I went deep into the leaks to see what's going to happen this episode. What might happen according to the leaks? What will happen? So. Uh, Do you have a general reaction yet or no? I'm still processing. Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase the question. Has there been... I remember during when the fourth episode leaked, you said that there was a big reaction from people. Are you seeing the same kind of thing with this? (laughs) I think the the term I've seen is you can't hurt me anymore. Uh, so I mean, there, a lot of people <laughs> have to die, I think, in this final thing, because tensions are going to boil over. And I still think we're going to get a, a full Hamlet in the throne room. Literally, all just dead bodies are everywhere. And then someone, either like maybe a Sansa, maybe a Bran even rolls in, or even the Night King just like walks in by all the dead bodies and just sits in the throne. If un- Bran or I... My prediction is that Bran rolls up to the Iron Throne and he gets up from his wheelchair and <laughs> walks to the Iron Throne. <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, what the hell? I'll let y'all handle handle this one. I'll, if, if I hear something that I <coughs> don't feel like is spoiling, I'll jump in, but I'll let y'all handle prediction stuff. But okay. Mav, that's some Citadel of Crazy Town. <laughs> Uh, stuff that you're talking about. I also but, don't um, think it's going yeah, to end so wild, sweet for the Wildling slash Samwell 
when they get back to the wall, um, something or someone is going to meet them there, I think. And it, I think it could very well be the iteration of the a new iteration of the uh, White Walkers. And it could be a sort of thing if everybody's dead in King's Land and it's going to, like, the last shot is just them coming back through the wall. And it's like, it's basically um, foreshadowing that it's just going to be a, an absolute destruction and they are going to take everything over. I don't know because I don't think I don't, I don't think even so think in the books they've done the legwork for that because the pretense of that is that the children of the forest created the White Walkers and the, or created the Night King and the Night King created the White Walkers and they made all the that whites. Correct. Uh, that's that's the correct assumption. Yes. Y- yeah. The yeah yeah. Well, and they're so all dead, unless the so. children of the forest are wiling again. <laughs> I just th- right exactly. Yeah, Which, I mean, I don't think they're wiling anymore. Was, they went down so weak, where there's some, there's more to it. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just a way to write all of them off. Like, trust me, I want Tormund to live. I want my my ginger boy to live. But I just don't see it. I um see because I I don't know. They made it feel like it was very final. Not in a great way, but, like, it made him feel like that was the last time they were going to see Tormund and Samwell and Ghost and all of them. Unless unless John's going to oh, go up there and ask long. them I to mean, fight against Danny. Like, Surprise, we actually got a new season. Yeah. Act- Psych. Listen, we've already started fast traveling. I want it so bad. Dude, I would love, love for Weiss and Benioff to say at the end of this episode, hey, JK, there's, like, Two or like three we have more. to think about some things too. <laughs> Get your butts I, I'm ready. I'm assuming Drogon's going to go this episode. Um, yeah, Bro, I'm assuming Arya is going to try to. What get does Danny her. do then? <laughs> that, I mean, we've got to at least see that played out, whether she is successful or not. Could, could, could Arya very well get like Dracarist, um trying to hit her? Uh, we still got to think about Bronn. Bronn's still in the shadows, waiting for whatever happened to happen. So, like, <laughs> why could, is Bron alive? Very Someone well. please just, tell me why Bron is Bron still the alive. One where everybody's dead, and he just sits on the throne. Tyrion Bron, owes him. Bron should have died in the spoils yeah. of war. He yeah. should have died when they destroyed um, so the loot train. I think, uh, That's when that should happen. Yeah. Absolutely, plenty that could happen. <clears throat> I just am nervous that <sighs> this is not the worst season. It's not. I just I know Game of Thrones to be the show that has threads that you follow that eventually get addressed in some way. And I just feel like there are so many threads out there right now that there's no possible way they could satisfy everybody in the short amount of time that they have. I mean, satisfying everybody was never going to be. No, then that's true. That's true. I just feel like they had the opportunity to end this off. Yeah. In a satisfying way If they just agree. took their damn now, time Because like John is going to have to turn like in the first 10 minutes And then the rest of it just be more battle for To get everything in I think And my assumption is that Grey oh, no, Worm is I, I, I bet John 100% and are team probably going to fall up I think they foreshadowed like, that when they looked at each other They'll probably face off with each other I, I don't even trust foreshadowing in this show This right. season anymore <laughs> Like I said, I think it. Uh, everybody's just going to die. At this point. 
and I'm so, trying to, I, and I'm trying to see how how Tyrion fits in all this now too. Final ahead, predictions, uh, Mav. Who ends up on the final? Who ends up on the Iron Throne? If you think there is one, you're. This is it. I, no I, hedging. I'm gonna because I have nothing else to lose. If I if it happens, then I'm gonna seem like awesome. I think Sir Davos ends up on the the Iron Throne because that's been my bold pick since since the season started. <laughs> David, I'm gonna go with Sansa. Aaron <laughs> Hodor <laughs> That's not even That would be That would be wild camera, smiles goes <laughs> if, if, if Hodor ends up On the throne <laughs> And then like, it goes to black <laughs> That's like the whole That's like Jar Jar Binks Is the Sith Like Is a hey, Sith Lord <laughs> That's the equivalent Of what you just said poster was still cold as heck or i guess 20 like, it's 20 years actually the one of anakin 99. with the shadow with the vader the shadow anniversary to me and we will talk about the D game of thrones on well tomorrow but as you hear it wednesday or thursday but for now if you want to find us you can do oh, that wait do Mav and wait wait sorry no nah, we'll save it do Mav and i want to talk crazy. about riverdale Ooh, they were wild okay Okay, please return to your regularly scheduled programming. My apologies. Riverdale. Wait, my internet just glitched. Uh, what happened? We're not talking about it. Please return to your regu- regularly scheduled programming. Okay. Well, if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com. Let's never make varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, share less notes via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. We'll see y'all later this week. The, nar- the night is dark and full of terror. Bye-bye. <laughs>